0: Welcome to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones. Presented by Brighter Day Law, listen to the stories of the people who make Colorado Springs a great place to live and make our world better every day. We want to give back to those who give so much to us.
1: Welcome to Brighter Day in the Neighborhood. Um, I'm your host, Angela Jones, and we have as our very special guest today, Annalee Cornish. Annalee is um, the founder and owner of Set Apart Cleaning, and she has a really interesting story about how she got into her helping profession. Welcome, Annalee. I do.
2: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. So um, I got into cleaning just kind of on accident. Uh, well, nothing's really an accident, but um, I started I mean, I was a server in the restaurant industry for 16 years. I always say I did my time. Um, I think everyone should have to work in a restaurant at some point in their life to just get the feel for what it's like to to serve others. Um, And I really enjoyed that. Mm. However, that did not serve me in that industry, working in that industry, because I found out later in life that I had quite a problem with alcohol. Mm. Um, And so uh, that just, that industry was not serving me very well, um, and I was I struggled a lot um, while working there, but got. Um, I've been sober for eight years now Fantastic. and it's been a slow process of having to give that up because I really enjoyed it I, right. I enjoyed I think my favorite part about serving in restaurants was just anticipating the guest need right. um, and and meeting it before they even could ask so
1: were you waiting tables yeah. here in Colorado Springs
2: um, I have I have done that uh, here in Colorado Springs um, a lot of it happened in Atlanta when I lived there and, and before that in, in Orlando Florida right. so I was so you're a Florida native or a I'm Georgia Florida. native? Well, Florida. I was born in Virginia, but I moved to Orlando when I was five and grew up there for okay. 15 years. So that's I, – I honestly think Colorado is home. That's what I say. I mean, I've, I just – feels like home oh, my whole family's here now so right. I love it here but
1: well and there's yep. a lot of people that live in our community that have taken a similar route mm-hmm. like they were born somewhere moved somewhere when they were little and transplanted somewhere else in adulthood yep. and found themselves yeah um you know making Colorado Springs their home so that's really yes. cool and so um you said there came a point in time when you realized that you had a substance abuse issue yes so what's the what happened there
2: um I well it's been it was over the course of like 15 years where it was really bad Um, drugs and alcohol just it kind of goes with the Mm. um, you know the whole serving industry is very common yes Mm -hmm. it can't not Mm -hmm. everybody obviously but um, for me it was a personal um, you know it was a a kind of a secret struggle and then it you know got worse and I realized like I had to change things in my life because I would always go back to my you know that's what I knew how to do and I knew I was good at it Mm -hmm. so getting outside of of that was kind of scary to me at the time Um, but when I got sober I realized that was the one thing I was gonna have to make a sacrifice you know pay cut um, you know it wasn't as easy you know serving is cash in your pocket every night you know that was nice but at the same time it was not uh, working for me so I started working at Whole Foods just right after I got sober in January of 2013, mm-hmm. I got a job at Whole Foods and uh, loved it there. Um, f- for the first eight months I was a cashier and that mm-hmm. was like dying a slow, painful death for someone like me, I, <laughs> right. need, I need the variation and the uh, you know of just different things to do so standing in one spot having the same conversation over and over was interesting but um i ended up being the i got moved departments and got into marketing there and became their store artist so i got to do all the fun chalkboards and um, and that's kind of been a a passion of mine since childhood. I just have always doodled and drawn and I love doing hand lettering. And so I got into that and I thought, yeah, I'm going to make a business out of this. So I started doing hand signage, you know, on the side menus for people Mm. um, and branched out a little bit from there. Uh, Then moved back to Colorado and um, I was working at Whole Foods here. Mm -hmm. I had been transferred and was really enjoying that, but the position that I had in Atlanta wasn't available here, so um, I ended up transitioning out of that and took a year off actually, just to kind of re, just get to know myself and wh- and who I was because I was trying to figure that all that out being right. newly sober and right. Um, that led me to it was just actually. Um, my ex-husband is a chiropractor here in town, and right. had a patient who was had an Airbnb, and he suggested me. And so I, this guy called me, and I started cleaning his Airbnb regularly, mm-hmm. and found that I really enjoyed it. Um, I just like like the there's so much satisfaction in just being able to come in and reset everything perfectly, and um, I get to work for myself, you know, not hey. not um, working for anyone. So. Um, that appealed to me and I got to make my own schedule. and I started doing it for him and then it was it's just been one after the other. All right. of my clients have come from just word of mouth, Right.
1: Um, so when you get to, you know, w- that that's much more physical, you mm-hmm. know, than standing, say, yeah. in the same place.
2: <laughs> right? Well, that's Different good. all the time. That's good for me because I don't like going to the gym, so. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. You wouldn't I know just, it from looking at right? you. <laughs> I say, that's how I stay in shape. I make beds with lots of energy, you know. I just right. do what I do with lots of energy. And, right. So that's worked out well for me. <laughs> well,
1: that's great. And so – when when you started, and I know when you started your business, you said you're like kind of doing this, and it's been one on one, and it's been growing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just here and there. Um, well, I would do. I was doing the Airbnbs for that one guy consistently. Um, for a summer and mm-hmm. then um, and I then I picked up some residential cleaning jobs and learned real quick that I really don't like cleaning around other people's things right <laughs> but I'll do it I do it for friends um, right. that I know that will you know I have their house key I just go and do it at mm-hmm. their convenience they'll give me a time frame and I get right. it done when I can and I really enjoy being able to do that for a couple of people but my niche is the Airbnb um, turnover service that I found I really enjoy and there's so many other things that go along with that that I, I do hot tub maintenance, I do lawn care, I do um, window washing you know whatever you name it I, I say I can do all things through Christ and YouTube that's, <laughs> that's kind of my motto
1: that's so, really funny yeah. so I understand that you have um, you know that as your business has grown you've started to connect this with sober care
2: Yes. Wow. Well. Yeah. So um, I have a friend working with me right now that's actually living in sober living. And I got this idea just very recently, actually, just that I could, you know, it's, it's hard to find help from people who really want to work and enjoy doing what I do. Because I, I genuinely enjoy the cleaning mm. part of it. And it is, um, you know, it's intense at some some times because we have same day bookings got to get a lot done in a short amount of time be efficient Mm -hmm. and still meet that standard but also in a in a very short time frame especially multiple properties on the same day which is the summertime is always like that challenge right yeah and so but I found just I've had some people that have come and helped and just blessed me incredibly by just be, wanting to be there, and it's also this accountability thing. Because there's, you can get sober, but it, there's there's way more to it that you have to surround yourself with community, and um, and be accountable. You know, so going for me, there it was hard in the beginning going from, you know, nobody really knows what you're going through because mm-hmm. they're not you, but it's your experience, and it's important to have safeguards and people around that will. Um, encourage you and, and keep you accountable mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they notice that you're um, just kind of slip in emotionally or whatever like just to be uh, there with you and I, and I just think that it would be awesome to be, to be able to employ um, women living in or men you know living sober living um, houses that are just trying to get on their feet mm. and so I want to provide that opportunity Okay, for them.
1: We're going to um, just do a real brief pause for um, identification, and then we'll get right back, back to that okay. after that. You're listening to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones, and our very special guest, Annalie Cornish of. Set apart cleaning. So um, I wanted to ask a little bit more. I mean, because you were talking about the recovery, and mm-hmm. then it was hard to be in doing what you were doing before, and then you've kind of tied that to wanting to support people who are in you know sober living now, and kind of setting up this new life and being around them, supporting them. Can, can you? I mean, because not everybody is familiar with what happens when you go into recovery. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a whole new life yeah essentially that you've got new friends new mm-hmm. everything and sometimes
2: playground all and kinds of
1: places. things you just a whole new yeah. world to navigate mm-hmm. and you know and it's you're navigating it without the same coping mechanisms right. you had before yeah. so if you if you don't mind like, like how how did that work for you and um what ways do you see that you know maybe you're specially equipped to come alongside folks especially as an employer mm-hmm. you know
2: and and support them um I think so. Where all of this stems from, like I believe the key to success in business is is through relationship, um, and so building relationships with my clients, my employees um, is super important. And I do that first. I make sure that there is an established, you know, trust um, between between us before I would f- feel comfortable, you know, because sometimes I have to send my my people to other properties right. and and be somewhere else and. Um, so building that relationship and that trust with them, I think it's awesome to be able to just say, hey, I'm trusting you even though you know you haven't necessarily had the best track record. Right. I've been there too. So um, you know just um, just being intentional about relationship and connecting um, is is key to recovery um, and having people that you know you can be yourself with. And so that, Um, I think just building the relationship. Um, Did you have some people like that in your life that helped you? Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about them, or at least the
1: interactions you
2: had with them? Yeah. Um, So when I first got sober, I was living um, with family, friends, and it wasn't a you know. I didn't know it was going to happen when it happened. God just came in and he scooped me up and delivered me from, from the you know obsession to drink and use drugs and all that stuff. He, he took it away from me completely. Mm. And it's nothing short of a miracle that I'm even here today. Mm. Um, I did not do it on my own. I tried to white-knuckle it through so many recovery programs and rehabs and um, do it on my own. But the, key, the, po- the part that I was missing was the intentional... Uh, Connecting with others and staying in relationship with them, because I think that is what, for me, the people I was living with, they demonstrated Jesus's love for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I always say, like, I don't know if they're even human. The way that they loved me was so just straightforward. (laughs) They never stopped, no matter what I did, and I, I did some pretty horrendous things that you know you wouldn't do to a friend, Um, but when you're in that place that element of it I think is, is lost. Um, just with with drugs and alcohol, they, you know, you're not in your right mind. And sadly people do things they wouldn't usually do, but the people I was living with just kept loving me and, and they never told me what to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm careful not to do that with people. You uh, you call it shooting on, don't shoot on people, you know, don't Mm -hmm. shoot on yourself. Don't say, you know, so just being, um, Non-jud- i can't judge you know because i've been there yeah. and and it's a beautiful thing because i never would want to but it's easy to slip into i think for people on the outside looking in so having somebody with my experience i know exactly what that's like coming being you know seemingly alone in the world you feel like an infant you got to relearn mm-hmm. how to do life and who you are without um without, that, um, without you know, alcohol. To you know, you think you're one way, and then you get sober, and you're like, oh, maybe. And I didn't know if I was going to be a boring, you know, dull kind of person. I think that's, right. and that's so not the case. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. I don't need enough. any answers <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, just um, being there. Did that answer your question? Just,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the one thing, uh, you know, uh, the like I wonder about is that that boundaries piece Mm. because I know it you know boundaries is like what you're saying is like hey you had these friends who loved you but what does that look like because you know I know that you know you can't be boundaryless right. with anybody, right. but especially someone who's, you know, walking through addiction, active addiction, mm-hmm. especially, but also recovery. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how, how did that work? I mean, where did you, you know, where did you see those appropriate lines being drawn in? Um you know, I think that would be particularly important in the context of like employing people because I mean, I know that, you know, I would wonder, I would want to know, especially if you're, um, you know, wanting to bring folks who are in recovery mm-hmm. into my spaces right. or what have you, um, you know, is it going to be safe, you know, or is my property going to be safe right. or is something crazy going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, with this addict, right. you know, in here, so.
2: Um, and that's something that ultimately is up to, God and I use discernment and mm-hmm. and boundaries are absolutely 100% um, important in um, in doings in, in business and in life um, mm-hmm. and I've it's been a process of my eight years in sobriety has been I, I think God has taken me on the a slow track for myself because mm-hmm. I have to I'm that kind of person I had to touch the stove and learn it's hot okay even though you did it and I saw other people doing it I right. learn I'm a very like experiential learner mm-hmm. um, so I had to go through all of this stuff and learn you know kind of what wasn't working and what was working what's part of my old old um, be, old behaviors old habits and not having boundaries is one of them and it it um, it kept me from a lot of I don't know, stability I guess, but I still I'm I am stable now because it's just been that I, I just needed that time, um, in order to to be where I'm at today, to learn how, you know, each of those things has to come up and out. And God reveals those to mm-hmm. us um, as, as things happen um, with people. But trusting, you know, I would not, I think, be comfortable hiring somebody right off the bat um, if they were unstable in any way. It's the mm-hmm. people that you see the light has come on, they are done, you know, done, done, you know, enough is enough. And you can see that in a person, especially if, you know, like myself having the experience and having been there before, you can, there's things you can detect in a person and know whether or not they're serious or just playing you, you know, because right. that's another element of it the manipulation and everything. So, um, but I, I just trust God to show me that, it, uh-huh. you know, to be able to discern these things, honestly. And He's, He has given me this company. Um, it was handed to me. Some of my clients were handed to me by a, a church friend who's doing uh-huh. this, um, and she gave me a couple clients, and they have ended up being amazing. That's when I actually established my company uh-huh. was um, last year, no, two years ago in uh-huh. April. Uh-huh. Um, and so from there, I mean things have just been growing and right now it's only me um uh I'm my only permanent employee but I am looking to hire um and I don't know you know all the ins and outs of what that will look like and but I will We were kind of
1: talking about this, um, you know, when we had coffee yesterday, um, virtual coffee (laughs) yesterday, um, uh, that, you know, your ideas or thoughts ran to working with established, you know, three-quarter homes or halfway Mm -hmm. homes, working with the managers Mm -hmm. and, you know, other helping – and and, then, I mean, for me, it always goes back to this helping professionals. Like, you know, I don't think most people think about, you know, hey, is the – the gals cleaning my house are doing this as a service. Or, you know, the gal that owns the company that's cleaning my Airbnb is really um, doing this to support mm-hmm. other people as they're walking out of addiction. And so, uh, to me, it's just awesome. And I, I've gotten to know a couple of, um, uh, through some of the volunteer work I've done, just gotten to know a couple of uh, folks that own halfway houses and um, three-quarter houses and things of that nature. and you had sort of gotten the idea to work with some of these folks Mm -hmm. to vet appropriate candidates, but also to give that opportunity and leg up that, you know, for um, employment in in an arena or an Mm -hmm. area um, that might be a a change of pace or a change of scenery, Mm -hmm. but also where they're supported even in the Um, in their their work day. Yeah. So um, would it be helpful to you, like,
2: to have, you know, connections with folks like that? Yeah, it definitely would. And I think that because when you know there's managers to these like three-quarter way houses where it's um just a sober living home Mm -hmm. like where my friend is living right now there's 15 women that have lived there Mm -hmm. and the ones you know there's stages that they have uh set up um for their own protection you know earlier curfews if they're brand new uh Mm -hmm. for the first month so there's Mm -hmm. safeguards there set up and i think the longer that they're there the more they are able to prove that they they're really working their program and um and so that would be awesome to be able to be in touch with them and see, you know, because they would be able to determine who's ready. For work and who who is showing mm-hmm. you know the behavior that i would be looking for um and the desire to do that so i i would love that you know those connections right for Sure.
1: so you had mentioned a church uh, friend that had
2: gotten you connected so you're you um, are part of a local church plant i am isn't that right yes okay uh, the jesus church of colorado springs all right we meet at 502 north walnut street mm-hmm. um every sunday night at 6 p.m so come <laughs> um yeah, we are it's we started in a house and it's just been this ever growing uh it's we're family, like mm-hmm. legitimate family. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Um and it's it's been growing. We're actually doing conference this weekend. Um and my husband is one of the he's the executive pastor there. He was just ordained. So and he comes from the same yeah. um he was addicted to heroin for ten years, his arm was paralyzed, God healed it and he is I don't know. He's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, actually, I remember, um, you know, attending your wed- mm-hmm. wedding to Ian. And um, so I know you mentioned your ex-husband had gotten you sort yes. of connected with the Airbnb. Yeah, but you've yeah. since remarried. Yes.
2: And right. that's a fun connection, too. And he recently gave his life to Jesus. And we now are all together. We get to do life. Um, we have a, tw- a 12-year-old daughter mm-hmm. that's between both houses. But we, all, we live within you know a mile of each other and so he and we're all close family now um and it's it's been really awesome so yeah he's he there's all these little connections between like within our church family and the business that p- people do and we just all help each other it's awesome
1: so um you know just in addition to admiring you um you know as you know, we've known each other for several years and uh that's one of the things that you know I'd noticed and Always, you know, thought was just fantastic is how your family has Mm -hmm. um, navigated um, the whole divorce and shared custody situation. In Mm -hmm. fact, I think I first met you. Um, when I was at a 4th of July yes. um, with your ex-husband and he was dating my sister <laughs> <Right>. and your, <laughs> and, and we had Bailey and yep. then you came and did 4th of July with us. Yep. Or,
2: you know, yep. so... Uh, my life is never boring. I will say that. Um, do not believe the lie that you need drugs or alcohol to make your life exciting. Not true at all. Um, there's never a dull moment at our house. Um, so... I was married to my ex-husband for five years and it was during the heaviest time I was struggling I was trying to like you know maintain you know this normal sense of normalcy which nothing about it was normal I just wasn't being honest Mm. Um, I got married very quickly um, to him back in 2008 and then it got it was It started it was bad from the beginning Mm -hmm. Um, just both of us I me being um, trapped in the you know in addiction and not able to get out um, and then uh, just with him there were there were just a lot of issues and Mm -hmm. it didn't neither one of us was healthy Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a lot of drama for those five years and I left him multiple times Um, we just yeah there was it was a struggle we had a baby in that um, in the in 2009 and so uh let's see we got divorced though right at the end of my drinking so I we got divorced I think it was finalized in July of 2013 and then but I had just gotten sober in in January but we were already split up Mm -hmm, at that point mm -hmm. um so I was in recovery working on myself and um just trying to move on from that mm-hmm. um and i have always i was raised in the church if you will um i you know my my parents were amazing my dad died in a plane crash when i was 14 um and so there was it was just this long road of chaos after that and in you know being married um and, and not knowing what I was doing or I wasn't even healthy enough to be in any kind of relationship. But when I got out of that, I was able to fo- finally focus on myself mm-hmm. and, um, there's so many, so much I could go into, but I'll give you the short version. Um, I walked through my own stuff with God, and and He has just He's so He's He's so real and so good, and the healing is available um, as long as we surrender. That's you know. Well, so. and really, uh, you know, Bailey, your daughter, mm-hmm.
1: um, has benefited, you know, just tremendously from yes. this because I've seen your faith, mm-hmm. and you've always both been very you know, for whatever else was going on in your lives, very child-centered mm-hmm. and also very, very committed to co-parenting yes. her well. And it sounds like now that Ian is mm-hmm. in the picture, that you know that again is you know the support of her Mm -hmm. even though you know maybe it it may seem odd to outsiders you know what i mean like why are you all hanging out right (laughs) yeah oh yes yeah
2: we've done that we had to do that the other night introduce you know this is my ex-husband and i'm sitting on the wrong side of the table but (laughs) 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 that's my husband this is our daughter so um but it's so so he gave my ex-husband gave his life to jesus about Three or four months ago now, mm-hmm. um, and it's just been a total 180 turn around. Right. Like, so I have prayed for him. I prayed for his salvation for ten years. Um, it, I had the I had enough knowledge to know I needed to do that, even in even in the midst of my struggle. Right. Um, so. Um, that was a consistent prayer. That's how I forgave him. I just started praying for him because I had so much resentment mm-hmm. and anger mm-hmm. that that I was like, I don't want any of this. Like, how do I forgive? I forgive. I forgive. How do I? But it wasn't right, happening right. until I started praying for him. Right. And so I did that for ten years. Ian, when I met Ian, um, my husband now, him and I prayed for you know for his. Um, just for his eyes to be open to the truth, because I see people struggling all around, and I want, mm-hmm. you know, that is that is our, uh, the only reason I'm alive is because of Jesus, so that's mm-hmm. what I talk about, like, um, with anyone and everyone. Right. Um, so we have been doing that, and God totally wrecked his life, turned everything upside down, and it has been the most beautiful thing to witness, um, we have a home group we do on Tuesday nights at our mm-hmm. house. I cook for twenty people, which is supernatural in and of itself because I'm not <laughs> the a cook. hostess. Right, um, I never have been, but but God, so um, we've been doing that. And I was just sitting there going, "Is this real? Like, is my mm-hmm. ex husband and my husband? They first of all, they they look like brothers." Um, I was sitting at my dining room table watching them sit, you know, across from me, and I was just like, you all look alike. Like, it's so mm-hmm. bizarre to me, but it's it's just been such a blessing to have him, you know, we, we do dinner together at least, like, three times a week, mm-hmm. um, and so he he's just come in and we've it, I don't know if we're like family it's the most amazing experience because it is healthy for Bailey mm-hmm. you know our daughter too and, and Ian too has loved her like it, like she was his own uh, from the get and you know said vows to her at our wedding and mm-hmm. just has been so intentional with her um, and it's so beautiful to see like just her light up and, and you know start to understand like oh this is possible like not every you know, divorce is terrible. You know, you know. I don't. I don't wish it upon anyone. But, but if it has to happen, and in this case, like God turned it all around for our good, and mm-hmm. our our, and has reconnected our family in a way that isn't possible without Him. Like it's, it's, it's so fun now because. I knew him then. I'm like you're not the same person, but um, but that's the same for me, you know. Like right. I'm not the same as I was, and like so. There's hope, and if we don't let that run out and and don't lose hope, like anything's possible. And I'm, my family is living proof.
1: Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I agree, and I appreciate you being here with us this uh, Sunday. Um, I'm Angela Jones with Brighter Day Law, and we've been visiting with Annalie Cornish of Set Apart Cleaning. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Brighter Day Law are an experienced and qualified team of divorce and family law attorneys. Their aim is to help you get through that emotional and challenging time of divorce and other family disputes. The mission of Brighter Day Law is to compassionately help families resolve their disputes with personalized legal representation while keeping the best interest of the entire family at heart. Their attorneys handle all kinds of family law cases including child custody, divorce, high asset divorce, mediation, and alimony. Brighter Day Law, compassionate counsel in dark and stressful times. 225-4493 or at BrighterDayLaw.com. This has been A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood, presented by Brighter Day Law. Heard every Sunday at 11 a.m. on KPPF. 98.5 98.5 FM, 1040 AM, and 95.7 FM. Listen to the companion podcast on Potbean.